Newsflash, newsflash. Smashing security is extremely unlikely to win anything in the podcast awards, unless someone votes for us. Visit smashingsecurity.com slash vote, and vote for smashing security in the people's choice and technology categories. Yes, you have to create an account at the podcast awards website to vote for us. Yes, that's a pain. But it's nothing compared to the pain I could do to your eardrums if I decided to sing. La la lee diddle lee da da da. So, smashingsecurity.com slash vote, if you know what's good for you. Barbecue or dealing with family or, you know, on a march somewhere, you're not thinking about your (laughs) Or what? Are blowing your fingers off, which is an American pastime. <laughs> For real. Fireworks. Fireworks oh, are not okay. actually, They don't actually go out with the intention of blowing their fingers off. It just sort of happens. I was just sitting there going, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> with guns? Is it easy? <laughs> a bit bored. <laughs> Smashing Security, Episode 86, Elon Musk Submarine Scams, and 2FA Bypass, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Smashing Security, number 86. My name is Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And we're joined today by a returning friend of the show and author of Social Media is Bullshit, it's BJ Mendelssohn. Hi, BJ. Hello, thank you so much for having me back. Hi, I'm glad that you're a returning friend. Did Graham clear that with you, that you're actually a friend of the show? Uh, it's the first I've heard of it, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am always pleased to be called a friend of anything. So. <laughs> now, BJ, you're not just an author, you know, slagging off social media. The, the other part of your life is you're into comic books and things like that, isn't it? That's right. Uh, Just for example, this weekend, I'm going to be speaking at uh, the Florida Supercon about how to promote comic books. And what kind of thing goes on at the Florida Supercon? Oh, so there is a thing called Fantasy Super Cosplay Wrestling. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because you love wrestling. I do. I love pro wrestling. I love superheroines. So this is the perfect mashup. You've got superhero cosplay and wrestling. That's right. All in one ring. What's hilarious though is like so the, I only agreed to do the the conference because they were doing the, the fantasy super cosplay wrestling, but I said like in the notes, please don't book me when the wrestling is going on because I want to see it. <laughs> like I was really I was really explicit about it. So on Saturday night, like as they're doing their big event, I have my panel. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. Can you dress like Big Daddy in homage? I feel like I should. <laughs> I definitely think you should. The thing is, wrestlers do dress a bit like superheroes anyway, don't they? Because they often yeah. wear their underpants yeah. over their tights. <laughs> That's right. It's a live-action comic book. I love it. Are you in the cosplay right now? Are you? What, what, what do you? Oh no, I just I just rolled out of bed. <laughs> you so. just sleep in it. Jeez. <laughs> you never know. There might be an emergency. <laughs> well, no. If you're if you're like uh, if you're like Daniel Day Lewis and you're really like into method acting, you, you probably would sleep <laughs> in the cosplay. Did you ever hear the story where he was on the set of Lincoln? And he he only would be referred to as Mr. President. And when Sally Field had to talk to him, she would she would have to text him as Lincoln's wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only way he would respond to her. Did she ever talk dirty? Just to say, I'm just method acting. I, I kind of wonder what 19th century dirty talk would sound like through, through text. <laughs> Sally Field wouldn't text dirty. She's lovely. I found the lovelier the people, the dirtier the text. <laughs> Hey, Graham. Hey, Carol. 
So you run your own business, right? I do, yes. I run my own business. Yes. And how many different applications and services and software pieces do you need to buy or rent in order to run a business like ours in the technology space? Scores, if not hundreds. It would be physically impossible, would it not, to remember unique passwords for every single one of those apps, let alone your personal life and all the stuff you have there, all the chess and Doctor Who stuff you have. Not completely impossible, because if your password was Doctor Who 1 or chess 2 if you if you made so you could have unique passwords they wouldn't be very good passwords though would they yeah so you're recommending that people have crappy passwords no. or should they use a password manager like lastpass they should use a password manager like lastpass i think all businesses have got to really because otherwise your employees are going to choose sloppy rubbish passwords and you're going to get lazy yourself and use the same password for different accounts horrendous so you want central control of everyone inside your business and how they're using passwords and, and Manage it. Check out lastpass.com forward slash smashing. I don't think you need to say forward slash. Anyone who's listening to this <laughs> knows which way the slash goes. You're probably right. Okay, chaps. Well, the world has been gripped with the story of that soccer team, those poor boys in Thailand stuck deep within a flooding cave system and the international effort to rescue them. Thankfully, just before we started recording today's episode, word came through that all 12 boys and their coach had been rescued from the flooded cave. 17 days. Wow. 17 days. they got trapped underground. Amazing, isn't it? I've... It's really affected me, this. I've been really upset about it. I was upset when they were first lost. Then I was upset when they were found. And I thought, oh my goodness, how are they going to get them out? And they were really young, the kids, right? Yeah. Very young. Um, I have a question, though. Yeah. Does anyone know how they got into the cave in the first place? Well, I believe they just sort of walked in. It was some sort of initiation ceremony that they go up to some wall and scratch a mark or something. And then the rain came down. And so they went deeper into the cave. Uh. And they found that their way out was trapped. And so they just kept on going deeper and deeper in. Yeah, the area was flooding, I think. So they weren't able to escape the cave because of all the water that had kind of locked them in there from the storm. Absolutely horrific. And and tragically, one diver on the rescue team who was delivering supplies of air, he died of asphyxia. It's incredible, though. They were bringing them air and food and warmth. It's It's just an incredible human endeavour. Horrendously perilous situation the kids found Mm. themselves in. And while we were all holding our breath... Mm. There were numerous ideas on how to rescue them. I mean, for instance, some people said, well, let's drill a hole from the top and get down to them. Let's teach them how to dive um, underwater in a cave with no visibility. (laughs) Or let's leave them there for four months while they wait for the end of the rainy season. And one person who was approached for an idea was Elon Musk. He's got Mm. over 22 million people following him on Twitter. And someone said to him, have you got any ideas? You know, you're Elon Musk, right? You're the founder of SpaceX and Tesla and you're basically Iron Man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and Elon Musk came up with a couple of ideas and one of them was this tiny sort of submarine well it wasn't really a submarine it was like this skinny airtight capsule that they thought maybe other divers could guide through narrow space and just big enough for a kid to squeeze inside and he posted up videos and they tested <laughs> it in swimming pools and they raced it out to Thailand and it turned out it wasn't needed but he left it there just in case thinking where it might be useful in future or maybe just didn't want to lug it back to the airport I don't know but anyway he left it there and there was a message posted in on this thread on Twitter from Elon Musk saying even if it's not going to be used it won't harm to have it on hand for any emergencies also remembered my promise from yesterday 
And I was reading this Twitter thread and I thought, I wonder what Elon Musk's promise was the day before. Okay. So I carried on following the thread and Elon Musk basically puts up a link to a web page where he says Tesla is offering to give away 5,000 bitcoins, <laughs> which is equivalent to about $32 million. Yeah. All you have to do, said the web page, is send either 0.1 to 5 bitcoins and you will get 1 to 50 bitcoins back. So you're, you're basically what you're, you're multiplying your investment by 10. Send us some bitcoins, we'll send you much more back. And this is Elon Musk telling people they can do this. <laughs> is and, it Elon Musk? Well, it's, it's certainly the name Elon Musk. But if you look, and it has Elon Musk's picture, and it's in a conversation which was started by Elon Musk. And the first message <laughs> about even if it's not going to be used, it won't harm to have it on hand, that does appear to be in the nature of this discussion. Of course, it's not really Elon Musk's Twitter account. It's like Elo Beekusk. <laughs> you know, it's slight variant of Elon's name. His, his dollar store equivalent. <laughs> I don't think many people would confuse that name with Elon Musk, like looking at it quickly. Well, Elob Krusk. <laughs> no, but I don't think you, you wouldn't necessarily see the user ID. Quite often with Twitter applications, you only see people's given name and their avatar. You don't always see the ID. The only clue that this is not the real Elon Musk is that there is no blue verified tick. So if you were following this conversation, and there were further messages as well saying, take a quick look and the submarine will be useful, even if not immediately, you get taken to this webpage, which appears to be from Tesla. Now, where do they put this verified tick? You can see it on mine. Uh, it just it just after BJ Mendelssohn is the blue check. There you go. BJ's got the blue tick. I've got the blue tick. Crow, have you got a... I bet I don't. Tick? What, do you have to apply for one? You do have to apply. You Unless see. you're a real celebrity, then you don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah. Donald Trump just got it. <laughs> just, he just got it, right. <laughs> so what crypto scammers are doing is they are leaping onto conversations initiated by people with high followings, pretending to be those people. And their messages are getting hundreds and sometimes thousands of likes. They're getting replies. And people think that they're speaking to the real high-profile person. And sometimes they're being duped into clicking on these links. And sometimes they are undoubtedly giving money because they think, well, it does sound too crazy to be true, but this is Elon Musk. He's got bags of money. Maybe he would do something like this. Do you not think people would check how many followers someone has if they were just no. going into this? Really? No, no, I don't think people would bother at all. If you're following a thread and it appears this guy is talking about what the initial person spoke about and his account ID avatar and his name is the same, I think you just assume. So you're it's thinking the same most person. people would fall for this, is what you think? I'm not saying most people would necessarily give the money, right? I'm not saying that, but I think a percentage of people probably would. <laughs> okay. That's what, what a political answer. <laughs> well, he has 22 million followers. Yeah. But what, what percentage? Just so, I yeah. don't know what percentage could roll. <laughs> well, I, so uh, just from the research I've done, it, even if you have like a really large Twitter account, at most you could get like a 0.1%. Like, like that's the best that you can really hope for, even if you have a large amount of followers. So mm. We're not talking like a significant chunk of them uh, that would click through on it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this particular tweet the the offending one pointing to the the dodgy page it had 152 likes 
it had retweets it had other hmm. people commenting on it as well and it wasn't yeah it wasn't even the only one in the thread there was another one just a, f- a few pages down i saw from a different fake elon musk saying again give us some of your bitcoins and we will give you a free tesla car just by <laughs> handing over some bitcoin or ethereum so crypto scammers are taking advantage of celebrities. Elon Musk is not the only one. We've also seen journalists. We've also seen some of the uh, Bitcoin exchanges as well. In some cases, they've actually had their legitimate verified accounts hacked. Exactly. These, these posts made. I was just going to say, Elon Musk's account has not been hacked in this case. No. This is just someone purporting to be him with a secondary account. And in other cases, Twitter itself has been tricked into giving scammers verified accounts because they've used fake IDs which Mm. they've uploaded to try and trick Twitter into believing there's someone they haven't. So this appears to be a real problem, and Twitter isn't handing it terribly well. Although it is shutting down lots of bogus accounts, it's so easy to create brand new ones, and it seems these devious tricks, which aren't really that sophisticated, are enough to fool people into believing that they are reading a genuine message from a tech guru, a journalist, or a celebrity. Did I read this week that they're closing something like one million accounts per day on average? Yes. Yeah, I think I think yeah. a lot of the accounts they're closing down may actually be at the point in which the accounts are actually created, as it were. So they're, they're stopping them quite early. Um, oh, right, right. So they're like newly created and they're going, uh-uh, yeah, this doesn't exactly. look legit. This is this just look obviously legit. Gotcha. You know, dodgy and that maybe picking them up in a very short period of time. But there is a huge problem. And I have seen people who've actually responded to some of these fake uh, Bitcoin scammers who are posting these messages. They reply saying, this is obviously a scammer. And within a matter of minutes, a brand new account has been created in the name of that user who has been calling them out, Gosh. posting, of course, another Bitcoin scam. So, you know what was happening, though? Some people were saying, oh, he's just jumping on the publicity wagon. You know, he's doing this as a PR stunt. And that kind of annoyed me a bit. I thought, yeah, obviously, Elon Musk is in some ways an utterly odious person, just from what I've read. You know, I just think, oh, he just sounds vile <laughs> yes. in every way. You can, I can add that, to that. You guys are just jealous because yeah. he's hot, he is has he? money, and he gets stuff done. He certainly has money. That's true. <laughs> He does. He does. At least he tried to do something. I don't care if this was publicity stunt or not. He did something. And all those people whinging yeah. about, oh, look at him sending his little submarine to Thailand and it wasn't really wanted. And I so think- what if he's a media darling, right, Graham? What are you saying? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of keep thinking, you know, that's a story where I've been following it and I... I was really hung up on like how they got in there in the first place, but you guys have sort of broken that down because I'm kind of like, what did you just leave how you came in? And I didn't realize. <laughs> they thought of that. They thought of that, BJ. It's, it's good that you, yeah, right. you, know, you should have texted them or something. You should have just. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. If only I was there. <laughs> with a... BJ, what's your story for us this week? Uh, involving YouTube. So the, the big thing is that they're going to spend $25 million to, to stop fake news or, or stop quote unquote, right? But when you dig into the actual article of how they're going to stop it, they're not talking about their platform at all. Instead, what they're talking about is like these videos featuring YouTube influencers to promote critical thinking. $25 million for promo videos? For promo videos and other things. Uh, I wouldn't mind a piece of yeah, that pie. Girl, we could make a video. Yeah. Right? I'm Just pretty good at the old... Uh, Logic Pro and... Uh... Is anyone at YouTube actually applying some critical thinking? Is this a very good use of their money? No, so that's that's the whole thing, right? Like, they, 
they have gone through contortions over the past year or so of, uh, you know, we know fake news is a problem. We've got the Google News Initiative and Google.org, and we got, you know, all these critical thinking videos we're going to make, and that's that's what's going to solve the problem. But you never hear them stop and go, hey, maybe there's a problem with the algorithm and the way our system yeah. works. And that's the thing that we should fix. They never talk about that. Instead, you've got these, like, weird pseudo band-aid things that they trot out uh like so they said that they're gonna you know they're building sustainable video operations and that that's what the grants are for for the 25 million but nowhere do they talk about the problems with the platform and as long as they allow that to continue we're just we're going to continue having these issues so will it be that halfway through you know uh, one of those videos from who's that terrible man alex whatever his name is Alex, Alex Jones. Jones. <laughs> Once you're <laughs> halfway through one of his videos, up will pop PewDiePie or whatever his name is, saying, oh, oh now just, just don't be so certain about don't this believe Don't believe everything he says. Don't believe everything that you've just been watching because I'm a YouTube-endorsed critical thinking ad. Yeah, I mean, that that's exactly it, right? Like, that's what it's, it, it, it says that they will be creating videos to raise awareness about digital literacy and help educate teens about, because that's the problem, right? Teens and not your 65-year-old father who watches yeah, right-wing right. propaganda. Uh, <laughs> yeah, educate teens about identifying legit sources of news information. So that's like that's the crazy thing to me, is that, you know, we talked about the grossness of, of the crypto world, but, you know, when it comes to tech, like, they, they don't want to take responsibility. They just rather pass the buck. And so that's sort of how they're going to do I it I couldn't here. think that kids and millennials would be much better at detecting fake news than, than the older right. generation. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, I look at I look at my parents. My dad is seventy. My mom is in her late sixties, yeah. and so they're the ones that should have. Hey, let's let's dig up Steely Dan. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if any of them are still alive, but but let's have the like surviving members of Steely Dan come in uh, and say, Hey, the thing you just read is probably BS. But if you have a change of heart. My mom sometimes says to me, she goes, did you see that thing on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the people that we should be looking at. Because in the United States, those are the people that voted for Trump. And those are probably the people that voted for Brexit. So, like, you're, you're absolutely right. The, the teens aren't the problem. They, they know this stuff is BS. It's, it's the older, the baby boomers who, who could Crump, really Crump. use this. He's, yeah. He's just got a bit political. I know. I, don't, I, know. I mean. So we have to earn that explicit warning, don't we? <laughs> That's right. You've got to earn it. Good job. Good show, Graham. <laughs> so your advice for YouTube is don't spend the money on these daft adverts. Instead, hire the surviving members of Steely Dan to come out of retirement to advise the silver generation about fake news. That's basically your advice. Basically, get humans to do yes. this. Proper humans to verify right. these things. Spend the 25 million that way. Just hire people. Each time you read about this, the platforms always say, oh, you know, our, our algorithms are getting better every day and we'll be able to fix this. And, and I just sit there going, just hire people, you know, as many as you can to help police this and train your algorithms so that this stuff doesn't happen. But if you're not going to do that, then yes, absolutely. I think the surviving members of Leonard Skinner would be perfect. Uh, if we could find them, uh, let's, let's find the corpse of Richard Nixon. <laughs> And maybe try him out for a couple of videos, because if, if that's what they're going to do. Crow, what's your topic for us this week? Well, I'm going to talk about social media. So you guys are, well, I won't say old. You've been around on social media for more than a decade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I bet that occasionally you might want to have a 
snapshot of activity at a certain time, like maybe BJ, when your book was published, you went around on all your social channels going woohoo, right. or when we won the award, Graham, right? Oh, best security podcast. Yes, I remember <laughs> that right. one. Yes. Right. Yes, so you may nice. want to have like an app that helped you pull all those together and aggregate all those messages that happened during a time frame. And this is exactly what this app Time Hop does in a nutshell. It's raison d'etre is to rekindle fond memories of your past social media posts. Now, don't go and install this app just yet because Time Hop disclosed this week that it has just been hacked. The hack took place on Independence Day. And despite wild efforts to stop the breach in action, they did it for about two hours. The baddies did get away with some of the spoils. No. 21 million people had their email addresses stolen and usernames, and 5 million lost their phone numbers. So they used their mobile phone numbers, their login. As their login, yeah. I think this is an app which is very popular on Facebook. I think my wife has this app it on is. Facebook. And so what it does is it pops up after maybe like a year or something, saying, oh, do you remember this from five years ago? Exactly. Or, you know, happy memories of the time Graham quit Facebook, you know, and let you do what you wanted. I think Facebook actually has its own version of it now called Memories. Oh, okay. I think what's cool about this one is that you can aggregate it across Twitter and different other apps. Mm-hmm. Now, way back in December, an unauthorized person used an admin's credential to log into TimeHop's cloud computing service, where all the gumph and information is stored question is, how were they able to actually achieve this feat? It turns out they didn't have 2FA turned on. Uh. Oh, the existing proper admin of TimeHop didn't have 2FA, so they were able to fish his credentials or something. But to make sure that they continued to have access, they created a new secret admin account. Yes. Oh, that's sneaky, isn't it? And since December, they kept coming in just occasionally in May and in June, just to have a little poke poke around. And then on Independence Day, boom, they swooped in, right? Entered TimeSwap cloud computing account, which wasn't protected, transferred data and attacked the production databases. And presumably they chose Independence Day because they thought, well, there won't be many people around to notice or respond, do you think? Yeah. That's exactly what I think. So you're out there, you know, either at a barbecue or dealing with family or, you know, on a march somewhere, you're not thinking about your IT. Or blowing your fingers off, which is the American pastime. (laughs) <laughs> fireworks real? fireworks girl. not actually they don't actually go out with the intention of blowing their fingers off i was just sitting in my head going i don't know what he's talking about. it's not a euphemism <laughs> with guns is it a, is he, guns. <laughs> a bit bored <laughs> they go another few i don't have to go to work today what can i do for fun now, on their TimeHop's very detailed security incident page, which I'd recommend you guys go take a look. It's uh, timehop.com forward slash security. I think they've done quite a good job because, of course, under new GDPR rules, you need to get all your information out pretty darn quick to users. Yes. In this incident page, they are warning users who have used their mobile number to log in and take some additional security steps. And I want to explain why they're focusing on the mobile number users. This is basically a warning against things called port scams. This is where a fraudster who may have collated enough information about you, maybe your date of birth or social security or last digits of your social security number, your postal address, and they might have gotten these from different breaches. And what the the whole point is to pull all this together and try and dupe your telephone carrier into thinking they are you. Mm. And if they're successful, they will try and authorize on your behalf the number porting over to an account or device in the fraudster's control. Ironically, this is all about 2FA. That's what they're looking for. They're looking to have your number so that if you access your bank, 
right? The 2FA code gets sent to your phone. They get the message and they can log it on your behalf. Now, so they've hijacked your phone number effectively, your mobile phone number. So any 2FA code is sent to that instead. Yeah, that's very sneaky. They're not going to do this unless they have information about you already, mm-hmm. right? You'd be surprised. I think a lot of people think that they're safe when actually their information is lurking somewhere in some old paste bin. And as well as your phone number, they've got your email address from TimeHop. So yes, I mean, correlating that with other data breaches, they may well be able to find out all sorts of information about you. Exactly. So there's a few things you can do. I think this is a good reminder for everybody. Find out if your carrier offers port validation protection. This is a fancy way to say they have a passcode or PIN number that has to be used. The fraudster won't know that PIN and therefore will not be able to get the port changed. You may also, if you're changing, if you're getting a new mobile phone or changing carriers, ask them what information they would require in order to authenticate your identity. If it's just publicly available info, maybe go find someone else. And lastly, don't assume you've never been breached. You can go to sites like haveibeenpwned.com, which is run by a friend of the show, Troy Hunt, and uh, put your email addresses in and see if you come up on any lists that have been potentially scooped up by baddies. And in those cases, make darn sure you change those passwords to unique, long, hmm. great ones. Good advice. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. And you know what else is nice, Carol? Tell me, Graham. It's almost time for Pick of the Week. Boom. Hey, Graham. Hey, Carol. LastPass has this automated password generator, so no more do you have to sit there and dream up silly long passwords that mean nothing to you. You can just press a button, and presto, you've got a 25-character, 50-character password that's impossible to guess. Will it put all kinds of crazy characters in? You can choose to put them in or not, depending on the website, because some websites don't let you do the crazy characters, do they? Blinking websites which don't allow you to decent passwords. Oh, grumble, grumble. Check out lastpass.com slash smashing. I'm glad you said slash that time. You're welcome. And welcome back. And you join us at our favourite time of the show, part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. It could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they like. It doesn't have to be security-related, necessarily. Shouldn't be. And my Pick of the Week is not security-related. Ooh. Yeah, exciting, eh? As you know, Kroll, and BJ, you may not be aware of this, I'm a big lover of the great outdoors. I love nothing more than hiking in the mountains, going down the valleys, you know, going to festivals, camping. The great, oh, wonderful. Every single time. And probably I've been outside with Graham probably five times in my whole entire life. And every single time he is basically almost died and but, i've had to yes really he's been swimming and sliced his foot open where i had to kind of swim him back to shore we did nearly die that time we did nearly die yeah what i'm going to recommend to you today is a terrific little service called what three words.com three is the number three what they've done is they've divided the whole world into a grid of three meter by three meter squares and you may be asking yourself why have they bothered to do that Well, they've done that because they have given a name to every three metre by three metre square. They've given it three words, a unique address made up of three words. Rather than giving someone your latitude and longitude, which is going to be impossible, who who on earth would do that? You just give them three little words. 
And if you give them those three little words, they can find out your precise location, which could be handy if you're trying to tell the pizza delivery guy to deliver to a particular place. Or if you're trying to give the location of your picnic spot or where you want the drone to land. Or if you're at a festival and there's thousands and thousands of horrible tattooed people there. Let me, ju- let me just see how this works with the pizza delivery guy, right? Okay. So let's say uh, you are uh, they're asking for your address. Right? Oh, I and knew you were going s- to do this. And you're going to say what? You're going to say, go ahead. No, just- no, look, listen, right. Stop that nonsense right now. Because you're, <laughs> you're going to have to tell them to go to the website first, aren't you? No, not sorry. <laughs> you no. can say first, go to what3words.com. Maybe you've listened to the Smashing Security podcast and you've installed the app, right? <laughs> or maybe this is a website which has already heard about what3words. Maybe it's built up enough momentum that loads of people are now using what3words. Come on, we've got to use this thing. Because, okay, if you're getting a pizza delivered to your home... The right. pizza delivery guy's not going to have much trouble. But what if, Karul, what if you are on a campus? What if you're at uh, your place of work and it isn't obvious which building? The other day I, I was out on a gig. I was doing some speaking and I was in one building and I wasn't in the other one. And my taxi driver went to the wrong building. There was all this hoo-ha and hassle. Well, which building you're at? I'm at this building. No, you're not at this building. Blah, 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 blah. If I had been able to give him my what three words, then maybe he'd be able to find me. <laughs> Or what if you are at a concert or a festival or something like that and you're trying to find your... Are you a, are you a shareholder? You're trying to... No. I feel like there's a pitch for a timeshare coming. No. You're trying to find your tent or where the loos are. You've lost someone who's got the ice creams. I know. Totally. Well, I think it's quite a clever little idea. I'll give you some examples, right? So there's here's one. Price's Slippery Traps. Well, how do you spell that? Well, as you would expect, <laughs> Price's Slippery Traps. That. Traps? What is it? Yes, traps. Are you- That's the conversation you all have with your pizza guys, what I'm saying. Well, I will do if if it's better than giving the latitude and longitude, and that would take him to the Eiffel Tower. I don't know. I, I, in England, you can kind of give your house number and your postcode, and that normally works. Yes, in it, yes, that would work. Quite easy. But do I have to give you my scenarios once again? You're at no. a concert, you're at a festival, you're hiking, oh. whatever it is, for goodness sake. And by the way, this works without a data connection. Which is handiest. Oh, now you're impressed. How about this one? With Harp Person will take you to the Oval Office. Sorry, what was that? Don't even start. (laughs) It'll take you to the West Wing, the White House. With Harp Person. I doubt he is with... Are are you sure it's with with Harp Person, not bad hairpiece? (laughs) Well, you know what? You could enter that. I wonder if there's embarrassing ones. See, we need an app now to find all the embarrassing ones. I think they've been careful not to allow rude words and sound-alike words to avoid confusion. Okay. Canadian High Commission in London. Yes. Okay. Engage gossip face. Now you're liking it, aren't you? No, I think it's a bit... I'm surprised they want that. They're probably... They don't choose them. Oh, for goodness sake. There's an algorithm. I mean, the Canadian High Commission is not going to go out and you can find us at engage gossip face. Sounds like a safe word. (laughs) Right. Okay. Enough of this. What Three Words is my pick of the week. And I hope some listeners like it, even though you two don't. Thank you very much. Pick of the week. <laughs> Although I, I have to say, uh, so when I was in a past life, when I was uh, married, we lived up in the Adirondacks. And so my ex-wife and her mom would always go, they would always go hiking. And one time they got lost in the woods for like over three hours and found themselves in front of like a state penitentiary. And had they not found that prison, they probably would have right. died out there. Uh, so 
I, you know, I can like, I'm joking about it, but I can absolutely see instances of, all right, this, this could be good because you could get really lost up there, uh, and, and not have any other way to, to be found unless you have like, you know, with harp person to <laughs> enter into yeah, an app. That's, that's, see, I appreciate that reason more. That makes more okay, sense. We got BJ on the show then. It does. BJ, let's hear your pick of the week. <laughs> My pick of the week is a show called Justified, which people can watch on Amazon Prime. I've seen a few seasons of that, I think, a long time ago. When did, it must have started a while ago. Yeah, so it's it's about a decade old at this point. It's one of those shows where people know that... Cowboys! Yes. yes. So he he thinks that he's Wyatt Earp, essentially. <laughs> uh, and, and he works in the Marshall Service. And Marshall. so just imagine, like, Wyatt Earp running loose in today's today's American South. <laughs> And, and that's, that's the show. It really does a great job of portraying the American South in a way that, that you don't often see. Like, we kind of have all the, the stereotypes. But when you watch the show, you kind of understand, oh, this is how Bad Hairpiece got, got elected. You know, like, this, <laughs> these people still think it's like the 1870s. And so uh, I think that the show, they should totally bring it back and rebrand it as Trump Country. Because I think that it would do really well these days because you would just be like, oh, oh, this is why this is happening. But uh, that aside, the show is great. I, I really recommend people watch I it. I remember the script looking. was quite fun. There was something quite yes. in the writing that I really liked, I think. It's be- it's beautifully written. Uh, it, there, there, there are some wonderful lines from uh, Walton Goggins, who plays the antagonist, Boyd uh, Crowder. And he, he has some brilliant lines that I think are very memorable and very quotable. Give us a quote. This, and this is from the episode I saw yesterday, so it works out beautifully. Uh, this is a bad Southern accent. I've accused of being a lot of things. Inarticulate ain't one of them. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so that's, that's Justified, good. and yeah. that's on Amazon Prime. Yes. Oh, cool. Brilliant. Okay. Yes. And Carol, what's your pick of the week? So... A few weeks ago, my lovely buddy Anna started nagging me to check out this new podcast called Dear Joan and Jerrica. And I kept getting these texts from her, have you listened yet? Have you listened yet? And finally I listened. And then I immediately saw why she was recommending it. Dear Joan and Jerrica is played by two UK comedy stars. And it's basically agony ads, which is like my dream job, as you both know. So the comedy stars are Julia Davis and Vicky Pepperdine. They're kind of radio, kind of local radio agony ants, but with this wacky, cringy twist, because no matter what problem they're discussing, it's always the woman's fault. And to an absolute extreme, it's a little bit edgy. This is not for children. It's very adult, but um, I think the whole concept is they're trying to crack each other up by being more and more edgy. And it's, you know, it's blushworthy, a bit like The Office. Okay, here, I'll play a bit for you. Dear June and Jerrica, my baby's been born with white hair and a full set of teeth. Should I be worried? Margaret Doreen from Bolton. Mm. Well, so, yes. It, that's white hair. That's not blonde hair, is it? That's no. white, white hair. Yes, yes. So it sounds to me like she's had a baby that's been born um, and that's been in the womb too long. Mm. Sounds to me An like old baby, really. It's a very old baby. This is uncommon, but uh, sadly and tragically um, does happen increasingly nowadays with people's poor diets and um, lack of, uh, you know, vitamins. 
Well, it's a weird thing, isn't it? That you, it's, it's, it, as you say, it's happening more, but it's still rare. Yes. It's on the up. Yes. And that is uh, where the gestation period goes into 10 months. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. And that's what's happened here. Yes. Whereby it's, it's aging. It's aged the baby very badly. So this is particularly with older mums, mm. geriatric mums, mm. anybody mm. over 35 who's mm-hmm. having a baby. If you're going to get pregnant at this very late age, um, you're going to expect some, some, some anomalies. Yes, I mean, she was. She's 36. Yeah, she's 36. Um, you know, this may be, incidentally, a pregnancy from, from when she was first having periods. <laughs> it's pure unadulterated filth, really, isn't it, Chris? It kind of is, but it's, it's just, they just have this way of kind of going, yeah, yeah, like supporting each other as though they're saying something quite deep and wise. So as the guardians say, this is not for the faint-hearted. But if you're into absurd, toxic relationship advice, serve the slice of, you know, faux sincerity, this is the one to check out. So thank you, Anna, for Dear Joan and Jerrica. I love it. Whoa. Okay. Well, I have heard a little bit of this, and um, it is quite fruity. I know I did choose a rather tame uh, example. Fantastic. Well, on that bombshell, we've just about wrapped up this show for this week. Um, BJ, if people want to follow you online or find out more about you, what's the best way that they can do that? Uh, so uh, bjmendelson.com, uh, at bjmendelson on Twitter. And uh, I think I gave this out last time, but my phone number oh, yeah, is 646. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I've been I've been doing like a ton of podcasts and and so people ask me do you have like any trouble giving out your phone number like do people send you dick pics <laughs> and, and so uh, I'm pleased to say that most people are very well behaved what I get instead if someone wants to be cheeky is like a picture of Richard Nixon <laughs> uh, yes yeah, so my actual cell phone number is six four six three three one eight three four one if you text me the word sheetrock I will send you a free copy of <laughs> I'm just taking a photograph. Hang on. Yes. There we go. It's on its way. It's on its way. PJ, enjoy that one. Yes, please don't. Uh, but yeah, six four six three three one eight three four one is the phone number if people want to reach me. I got a lot of great responses from listeners of this show, so that was that was very cool. And so, yeah. Yay. Fantastic. Well, we're not going to hand out our phone number, but we will give you our Twitter address, which is smash insecurity, no G. Twitter wouldn't allow us to have a G. If you want to grab some stickers or T-shirts or mugs and things like that, you can go to smashingsecurity.com slash store. And uh, thanks for tuning in. If you like the show, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps new listeners discover the show, and you can find new episodes as well at smashingsecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, BJ, are you yes. still single? Because last time you were on the show, I think you were single. <laughs> Did you get any uh, any any ladies? I've just sent him a big pic. That helps. Well, if he owns a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> visit smashingsecurity.com forward slash vote so that you can register your vote for Smashing Security in the upcoming podcast awards. We need your help, guys. Thanks.